0: This is your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes packed with up-to-the-minute news from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice every weekday. This is Monica Perez. And I'm
1: Brad Binkley.
0: Today's top story, of course, impeachment, whistleblowing, etc. I guess we knew this was going to happen. It's what it's all about. What's the latest on the impeachment? And then I'll tell you what I heard about the whistleblower.
1: This week, they're releasing transcripts of the the behind-the-closed-door hearings that they've been holding. And you remember last week, they set all the perspectives that the public should take away from these hearings. They already set that in the public mind. So they already know how they feel about it. So now they're releasing 400-page transcripts, one a day, it it feels like. Now, it's two released now, that nobody's going to read because they're 400 pages. But they can say, we released a transcript. Read the transcript, just like Trump says. Read the transcript. Trump was actually selling read the transcript shirts, or somebody was anyway.
0: (laughs) Oh, they were on the people behind him at his most recent event. Yeah. That really rings true because I was reading an article that was emailed to me from The Hill. It's like one of the few things I'm subscribed to because they they really have constantly what's up to the minute. It said these were the two transcripts. Now that we've had time to digest the transcripts from yesterday— these are the five takeaways. And and the first one, if I recall correctly, was the ambassador was pressured to leave or was under attack because she wasn't sufficiently supportive of Trump. Now, in my mind, that sentence should have said the ambassador claims to have. I, I just I have a real problem. And the Mueller report was like that, too, even though it wasn't even unlike the star report. It wasn't even based on people's testimony. That was based on those flimsy 302 documents, but when you're talking about someone's personal testimony, you must say they testified to that effect. You can't state it as fact.
1: I read through some of the transcripts because I found it odd that all of the news networks happened to pull the same one or two quotes or lines from a Mm -hmm. 400-page document that happened to be the most important takeaway. And if you read
0: it before and after in context, it can change everything.
1: Absolutely. And Most of the information that Yanovich, who is the woman who – the former ambassador to Ukraine who testified yesterday, most of the information – and she said this in her transcript – she got from media reports because she wasn't actually working.
0: That's what – the Mueller report was full of that too. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's the same thing. And one of the major takeaways they keep talking about is that she says when Trump mentioned her in the phone call – in the transcript they of course she didn't bring this up they ask her all the questions and she says yes or no basically
0: right they're leading the witness yeah
1: did you feel threatened and she (laughs) said yes and so that's been like plastered all over the headlines and that makes you feel like maybe she was physically she feels physically threatened absolutely it totally
0: dovetails with the chick in the dressing room that is suing Trump for def- defamation.
1: You go on to read it shortly thereafter somebody says, "Did you feel physically threatened?" No. She was worried about right. her pension, her job, but physical threat, physical harm she wasn't worried about. When that.
0: you feel threatened, that's not that's not even how you say it. You say, "I thought my job was threatened." Yeah. My pension was threatened. You only say that you felt threatened if you feel threatened.
1: Yeah, well, she didn't say I feel threatened. They said, Did you feel threatened? Oh, and she said yes. Yes. Then they asked her a few more things about her pension. Yes, yes. Did you feel physically threatened? Hoping to get a yes. No. She said no.
0: Right. Yeah. So they can can feed whatever, but that's a good point. And I don't have time to read it myself. This is the kind of thing that in the day I would have just read it. Yeah, Darn it's it. a really long
1: document and it's hard to yeah. read too because whoever typed it made a lot of
0: mistakes. Oh, no. And Come on, they that's a, they sh- they had plenty of time to clean that up.
1: Yeah, you're right, they did. There's something interesting going on related to this is that they were referring to her a lot as in the reporting on it as the deep state, a member of the deep state, as a career official, a career diplomat whose job is being undermined, and she's being attacked by this authoritarian president to the detriment of American foreign policy, who the policy that is protected by her and other deep state members, they've been bringing this term deep state to the front. They're saying deep state, yes, it does exist, and it is fundamental to democracy, and it's protecting our democracy and you from this authoritarian that's attacking it. So the deep state doesn't only exist. It's great. It's fantastic,
0: and we should praise it. I noticed that yesterday because uh Ron Paul the Ron Paul Institute had it was a video like a 20 minute video I didn't have a chance to watch it but the I read the article that was the paragraph underneath it and it said that McLaughlin and Brennan uh CIA guys were basically saying that it's okay that the deep state is good that they even have a uh, that all they care about is the well-being of this country, and that it is actually reasonable for them to attack someone like Trump, who is bad for the country. And this reminded me, I did a podcast. uh, I was on Lions of Liberty recently. I don't think it's been released yet. But I mentioned that I thought even though it's not the most dramatic conspiracy theory, not the most shocking conspiracy theory out there, that the most significant conspiracy theory really is the JFK assassination and that and that even the the, the fact that that is one thing that isn't even that controversial that most people do recognize, that's what makes it crazy because you're you're being taught in school That it was a lone gunman, even though probably half the people who write that or read it or teach it don't believe it. And think of how you would have to teach history differently if you were to acknowledge that. You were to say that the deep state, it has to be the deep state because it's not even who killed them so much as who covered it up. And whoever covered it up continues to cover it up, which means they are still in control. And if these people think it's okay to neutralize a president that's not good for this country, and it's the same people who at the very least covered up the JFK assassination, we need to acknowledge that this country isn't what we think it is, what our boys and girls go to defend with their lives. So all this patriotic stuff, you have to realize that that they are, those are agents of a government that is a deception.
1: Yes. And what's interesting about this is Pelosi's going around this media tour talking about the Constitution, explaining the balance of power in her own terms, including this deep state aspect of it. The CIA's John Brennan has been going around praising the deep state. CNN openly said during one of their panel discussions, it's a win for the deep state. They're also saying that the deep state killed Baghdadi. So they're building this case <laughs> for the patriotic you know, deep the state. Far,
0: the foreign minister of Russia said that we created Baghdadi, which and I think is in evidence since there's pictures of John McCain yeah. hanging out with him as buddies.
1: And Pelosi and others have been talking about Legislation to limit presidential power and to strengthen the institutions of government like hers and others. And what it sounds like to me is that they're going to be pushing legislation, getting people to beg even for legislation that strengthens and gives more power to the deep state under the guise of limiting presidential powers.
0: Well, that's interesting because isn't the deep state basically – the executive branch, isn't it all that bureaucracy that flows outside of the legislative bodies? I think it is.
1: It's like that. So, it's like those whistleblower laws, the EU laws that give the intelligence agencies unlimited ability to lie, in if if they're a whistleblower.
0: Well, the whistleblower thing. It's yesterday. I was a little like, how does this work? And I heard Rand Paul say something that I, of course, want to support him, but this. I just don't think he's reading it right, and often he does. But he was saying at the at a Trump event, and also I heard him this morning on Varney, on Fox, saying that the whistleblower should come forward because under the Sixth Amendment, a person has a right to face his accusers. That would be Trump with this thing. But we're not talking about Trump being in on a trial for a crime. We're talking about the... His role as an elected official being in jeopardy. Now, the Bill of Rights, it's like with the Kavanaugh thing. The Bill of Rights is not what you need to look to for elected officials. The elected officials do not have those kind of rights. Now, on the other hand, there is an accusation here. The whistleblower made it. It's very public. I don't know if the whistleblower himself made it public. It is pretty clear that this person will have plenty of protection and I think more important is that why you want to protect whistleblowers, generally speaking, is the bad behavior, the patterns, and the, institution, the the institutionalized behavior of the bureaucracy, the deep state that's wrong, that doesn't have transparency, that is in the wrong branch of government, not really attacking a person, a, a particular person. You know, because you don't need to be a whistleblower to do that if if one person is rogue, you don't have the whistleblower problem because a whistleblower has the problem that there there's an institutional issue that cannot be vetted through the institution. But if you're just trying to out someone, even if it's your boss, you can go to his boss. In this case, they went to the IG. So I don't even think it was really a whistleblower so much as someone who did go through the proper channels through the institution that was working effectively and an investigation is brought up. So I would say this person doesn't even qualify as a whistleblower and and should not I mean, maybe you have the anonymity. I mean, you have to you have to dig into it a little bit, but I think Rand Paul was right and wrong. I don't think that this is what whistleblower protection is for, but I don't think that an elected official has a Sixth Amendment right to defend themselves against malfeasance in their job.
1: Yeah, I think you're right about the whistleblower being more than protected. If the whistleblower's name fully came out, which we said what we believe the name to be yesterday— they would be a hero. Yeah, they would he'd go on the Supreme tour. Court. They would be <laughs> yes. praised. Nothing's going to happen to them ever. In fact, he'd their name not being, Right, their name not being publicly said frequently is actually what would put them in danger.
0: I so, totally agree that your best bet is always to absolutely come forward.
1: Yeah, and what's interesting about this information? Oh, the the whistleblower, the complaints the whistleblower is making aren't. On legal uh, – there's not like a legal statute they're pointing to. The complaints are about Trump allegedly doing things that counter the deep state's foreign policy and therefore puts America in jeopardy. National defense is what Because Pelosi.
0: it's morphing from the quid pro quo yes.
1: narrative. Yes. But he mentioned quid pro quo one time in the 400-page document with her. And Pelosi said it the other day. She said Trump has put the country in jeopardy by – undermining our foreign policy, trying to get a foreign power to interfere in the election to the benefit of Russia. So he's violated campaign finance laws. Potentially, there's one legal aspect they might point to. And he has jeopardized America, and he's not protecting the Constitution. And that's kind of the angle they're going for. So it's the deep state is under threat, and they're protecting us. Therefore, Trump should be impeached. And they're teaching the public about the deep state the way Edward Bernays talked about it in all of his books. He says the public needs to be educated about certain issues on our terms. We need to present things to them in a way where they – so, the, yes, the deep state exists, and it's great. Here's why. Yeah,
0: Irving Kristol said the same a similar thing in a passage I quote, cite often, where he said the, the ruling elite is really letting down – their responsibility, abdicating their responsibility when they don't educate the people about the foreign policy that's right for them. They're kowtowing to the people who are just knee-gut anti-war because they don't understand. Our job is to influence them, to lead them, to lead them into war, basically, is what he was suggesting. That book, Neoconservatism, the Autobiography of an Idea, is shocking. Shocking. So... Uh, and it tells you all that he's up to as far as. The other thing he says besides foreign policy is economic matters. And he suggested that we bring the country to the brink of bankruptcy so they have to choose between a liberal welfare state and a conservative welfare state. He actually uses that expression.
1: Here's how the Brookings Institute they defined the deep state for us, which they said aka is called the steady state. Because it's steady it's
0: oh my gosh, that's sick! Continuity of government. Edward Edward Snowden said that to us. All they care about is continuity of government. That's
1: exactly what they're talking about.
0: Yeah, not that they want to make sure that we work for the international financial capitalists. Yeah, that we that the whole world pivots to us, putting us into smart, sustainable cities where we have no access to dirt that you can grow a potato in is not continuity of government. And they are all working for that secret, that shadowy group of interests, which you cannot deny exists from the world economic forum to the Bosch foundation, to the Rockefeller foundation. It's just, it's not. And if you look at the actual people, Kagan is in the Brookings institution. He's Victoria Newland's husband. And I mean, these people are the deep state and The guys who do those speeches that you may – that you play for us where they're saying like we just have to get in there and infiltrate every institution so that we can decide how things are – how the world is run.
1: Yeah, exactly. It says here that the impeachment vote – the impeachment vote this week and the ongoing inquiry will open up a new phase to the impeachment inquiry, one that will clarify the role of the deep state to the public.
0: It's a totally illegitimate and unconstitutional role, and it covered up and probably perpetrated the JFK assassination.
1: According to them, it's fundamental to democracy and the only thing standing in the way between us (laughs) democracy. Yeah, it's the fundamental aspect of democracy
0: to protect because it our democracy. Because it negates democracy, <laughs> yeah. because it negates democracy. That's yeah. why, because democracy doesn't work. I'm all for that. Democracy doesn't work. Let's have an ob- objective law and foundational documents that no one can violate, even if everybody votes to violate it. Yeah. That Democracy it can only work against these fundamental laws. They're saying you can have the illusion of democracy, and behind the scenes, totally Trump democracy, sorry for the double meaning but I, I that is outrageous
1: yeah so look for more deep state stuff to come forward more talk of the deep state more I normalization well that's a what to watch state. out
0: for if i ever heard one and oh uh oh so i know we were looking at the gallup poll or, or at polling data what to watch out for on impeachment there was a gallup poll that said they're really trying to roll one of these out every day i think it was more democrats want trump impeached or out of office than they did for nixon at the peak of watergate so 87% of democrats want trump impeached i guess and only 71% wanted nixon impeached that just that's just a reflection of how sorry the body politic is they used to actually realize it would be bad for the country to get rid of all the elected Executives.
1: Yeah, that's one of their Executive metrics. Professor. That's one of the yes, metrics yes. to analyze. Another is Republican yes. support for it, bipartisan support, which is very low, hardly any. And yeah. I, I believe there were zero Republicans that voted for the to move forward with the yeah. impeachment, setting the standards for the impeachment. In fact, the only former that's Republican good. that sw- that voted on oh. the Democrat side got any guesses?
0: Well, a former Republican who's now what, an independent, Joe Lieberman p- no, he was a Democrat. Maybe who is, and he's out anyway. What? No, he's in. Lieber- Joe Lieberman I'm is still Joe a member Lieberman. of Congress.
1: Justin Amash.
0: Oh, oh, uh, what is happening? I mean, I don't, I don't know what his reasonings are because he used to. Posts on Facebook every the reasons for all of his votes, and then right when he came out against Trump and for impeachment, and changed his party affiliation, he stopped posting that stuff to Facebook, and he took that off of his Twitter tagline. Yeah, what the heck? I don't know. I mean, it's the carrot of the stick, right?
1: Yeah, something's going on with him. Maybe he got compromised. Who knows?
0: Well, or maybe I doubt he's going to
1: run for president.
0: Yeah, but even that could be compromised. Maybe he's going to be like the uh, yin and yang to the Tulsi.
1: There you go. Like
0: left-leaning, right-leaning libertarians, like further, splitting the ticket further and further. That's interesting. So, oh, I wanted to just – another what to watch out for is this. The guy who runs Hungary, the president of Hungary, I guess, not prime minister, I think he's president, Orban, he – you're going to see i think he is go i think they're going to try to regime change that guy i was listening to he was lionized as basically getting the soviet union to withdraw from hungary and i think it was like 1989 something like that everybody was making this speech to rebury some old some heroes of the hungarian revolution from the 50s and and soviet union was beginning to crumble and they were given permission to give some speeches but they were strictly told not to go bananas but this guy went bananas victor orban so people think of him as the father of freedom in the modern hungary and he's in charge now still he's president now but he's the guy who really resists the immigration stuff he's like i'm not taking your refugees i don't want I, I'm not the one who fosters these wars that spreads these refugees. They're coming through our borders, and I want some border control. They, he might even be on the outskirts of Europe, so that some of his borders are not in the in the European Union. But he, uh, I remember seeing a billboard, a, hung, a billboard in Hungary that that was like anti George Soros, who's Hungarian. A huge, huge billboard that's like George Soros pulls the strings fight back something crazy like that but he this Orban recently came out against a Ukraine kind of NATO initiative over the past few days or maybe two weeks ago something like that and I just and then oh and then today there was a big headline that said Putin and Orban talked Trump into being anti uh, into being skeptical about Ukraine or I don't know what so when when the Ukrainian president went pivoted towards Russia, he was ousted in this coup in twenty fourteen and now lives in exile in Russia. But there's there was another The Turkey big, the
1: Hungary president?
0: Sorry. When the Ukrainian president in twenty fourteen went pivoted from Europe to Russia because Russia had such a better deal for him, that's when Victoria Newland and that gang instituted a coup. I'm worried that Orban of Hungary could also be subject to a similar kind of coup, if at all possible. Although he's very popular there, and I doubt he's super corrupt. I mean, but if you if you Google his name right now, and it, it's just article after article of how overrated he is, and how he was not the hero that he's. Pre- I mean, it's there is no counter propaganda in favor of this guy. Seems to me. But I was thinking that there was, in 2010, there was a plane crash that brought down the entire government of Poland. And some people, I mean, there is some crazy video out there that that seems to show that any survivors of that plane crash were actually shot. <laughs> I don't know if that there's any way to validate that. Oh, it's it, it looks really real, and it is the same exact image as the pictures from the plane crash. Like, it's crazy. You hear in the background that, like... Gunshots, so, so that might have been a coup. Like you don't even know when a coup is a coup. A lot of times, so I just worry for this guy Orban, and I'm watch to watch out foring that. Yeah,
1: I think that that's the purpose of a coup until the very last minute is to make people, the general public, unaware of it.
0: Yes. Silent coup. But I yeah. mean, historically, a coup was usually like the military came in, like Al-Sisi to Morsi. Yeah. Yeah. With our with our advocacy. When, right. when uh, Rice, not Condoleezza Rice, Susan Rice said Mother America says stop playing. Yeah. Uh, Pencils down.
1: The coup over the coup that people say might be going on over here. I think would fall into the category of more of a silent coup because the people who are saying there's no coup—that's the whole idea—is to make people right, say like no Nixon. Coup. The,
0: the name of the book for Nixon was "Silent Coup." Yeah, but the tell on that is that the vice president was taken out under d- other circumstances. I can't remember a vice president resigning ever, and they both got taken yeah. out. But there's some a whole interesting body of stuff on. Like follow up on what we were talking about yesterday with Trump as a target in a different way was so yesterday I brought to you that this woman was suing Trump for defamation for for denying her allegations of rape, yeah, that was Jean Carroll. I think her name was. I just read today, I couldn't believe it was the same a different person summer Zervo, something like that, an apprentice. Person on the apprentice is doing the exact same thing, suing him for defamation for denying her allegations against him.
1: So it's like you can have your due process, but if you choose to use it,
0: you're <laughs> going to be accused
1: of defamation.
0: Yes, yeah, so then you have to. I guess maybe that puts you in the position of proving whether it's true or false because you're the defendant in the suit. I guess so. But. I think that's not true. I think when you're, I think the def, the person, the plaintiff in a defamation suit, I think has to assert evidence that what you said is not true, but then she would have the opportunity to assert that evidence in public, even though the statute of limitations ran. So I thought that was kind of interesting, but there were a couple of other interesting defamation uh, items out there. And I think I just I think defamation is generally a good thing to be able to to use because then you don't have to regulate free speech. So the MAGA hat kids, instead of passing a fairness doctrine where CNN or the Washington Post can't say mean things about this kid, they just sue him for 250 million dollars. This Lynn Wood, the guy from Atlanta, the lawyer from Atlanta, is suing him. The judge quietly, nobody talked about this months ago dismissed the case because he said it was what the Washington post believed was reasonable based on what the Indian guy said, the uh, native American elder. Yeah. And, but that's a question of fact. You have to, uh, you have to look into all that stuff. that if, if all the facts were proven, then the, the they would have won. And the judge is not there to, to try facts. Anyway, it got reopened. Thank goodness. Recently, only a couple of weeks ago. And in researching this, I came across that Lynn Wood is representing someone in a case against Elon Musk, I guess Elon Musk went on Twitter and called the Thai cave rescuer a guy the British guy yes yeah. did you are you familiar with that I am. because he was doing like a subway. he was trying to get a submarine in there to rescue the kids, and the, these people scooped him by saving the kids' lives. yeah. How are you familiar with that? Just remember it or is it, I just is thought, thought it was hilarious recently?
1: no, I saw it back then. I thought it was hilarious at uh. Elon well, Musk was calling the guy.
0: <laughs> he's getting sued by Lynn Wood. I can we? imagine. And then he's taking as his lawyer Elon Musk, a not a, a prosecutor from the Enron case, just like Lori Loughlin has a prosecutor, different person, but they must have been on the same team.
1: Yeah, interesting.
0: So it is interesting. I mean, these are real facts. Like that's the thing. Like there's a lot of fake news. I I'm not going to say it's fake. I really don't know, but this horrible tragedy where like nine women and children Mormons, a Mormon group in Mexico was killed, they say, by false identity in a drug cartel. And when I first heard the story, I was like, wow, that seems like unbelievably unlikely. But, you know, I believe the story the first time I read it. Then when it's on the cover, the front page of Fox News with all this like political stuff attached to it, like Trump offers to send the army into Mexico and he praises the president as being great. But then their president says, no, we don't need you to send your army in here to fight our drug war and all that. Then I start to wonder what really happened and how the story is being spun for political purposes Uh, But there were a couple more defamation things I wanted to get to before we run out of time. Go for it. All right. So, uh, no. Trevor Noah asked Hillary how she managed to kill Epstein. Did you hear that?
1: I watched the interview.
0: Oh, you did. Well, she didn't answer the question. Really, what happened? Right, right. He was kidding, of course.
1: He was kidding, but. To me, it follows the same the same theme of all the stuff that happens behind closed doors is being brought out to the surface, and it's being framed in a, yeah, this happened, and it's good.
0: Oh, well, that's a good point. But I did notice that trend, the Twitter trend was hashtag Epstein did not kill himself, like that guy with the German yeah. Shepherd said. The guy but on Fox I have News. to say, my son asked me today, he was like, did you, you probably knew right away that he didn't kill himself, right? I said, not only did I know right away he did not—or I did not know the answer to that, but I knew within an hour of hearing of his death that the story would be conspiracy theories. Yeah. That's what the story would be. I have to say I was as ahead of anything as I ever have been with that one because I just knew the way it was being treated that they were keeping it open for all this mystery to surround the story. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like who who's going to object to that guy? Well, Chelsea
1: that? talked about the conspiracy theories and how it's crazy that at one rally she was at or something that somebody said to her, to Chelsea, that this per- that he didn't like Trump. But he can't vote for Hillary. He said this to Chelsea. This is the story that Chelsea was telling on that same interview. She said that he said that I can't vote for Hillary because she's apparently killed like fifty people.
0: <laughs> hey, that was Linda Tripp. Linda Tripp's the one who said that.
1: Uh this did she say that? Uh, no, Chel- I mean
0: no, I'm saying Linda Tripp back in the in the Monica Lewinsky days, she is the one who came up with the Trump the clinton body count yeah it was somebody left it on her desk so like this isn't some modern weird trolley thing this was this was a part of the main story with people who were considered credible enough to testify linda tripp was testifying and why not just investigate it vince foster the investigator for the feds said that vince foster was that a finding of suicide was not supported I mean, who the heck else would have killed him? Which goes to what Trevor Noah said to Hillary. Trump has all the power. How does it, How could anyone think you killed Epstein? That's the same thing with Vince Foster. Somebody was covering it up, and you're the only one who had the motive to do it. So who else could have done it? That's what Trevor Noah was saying.
1: Hillary laughed her ass off when he asked her that question.
0: Oh, cackled, <laughs> like when when she had Gaddafi killed?
1: Yeah, cackled. We
0: came, we came, we saw, he's dead. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Oh, yeah.
1: She didn't technically answer the question in negative. <laughs>
0: of course. She didn't answer it. at all. She just laughed. Did you see the Project Veritas stuff on Epstein, this Amy Robach? Thing? I
1: saw that it was being teased to come out. I haven't it seen it It looked yet.
0: fake, you know, and I was looking at the news story. I was like, yeah, whatever. But she apparently, she it was ABC News. She had an interview with Virginia Roberts a couple of years ago that they would not let her bring forward because they said they couldn't, it had no corroborating evidence. But of course, when you have an interview with somebody who's a first-person witness, you don't need corroborating evidence. You you can say, like, how do we, how, ask her. The interview itself is newsworthy. You don't have to prove, they don't prove what interviews say. I mean, that's just how it is. They, can't, they didn't, prove what the Native American elder said against the MAGA hat kit.
1: But he's a Native American elder, so (laughs) by default, he is credible.
0: But she's a hashtag me too. Come on. Believe the woman.
1: I think there should be a sometimes attached to that hashtag. Sometimes believe the woman if the evidence has come in and suggests that you should.
0: Well, on that note, may I Suggest that you share the show today, oh, share because the show it is Tuesday. it is Share the Show Tuesday. So please share this on your social media and also find that special someone who you think would enjoy this groovy outro music.
1: You've been listening to the Drive Time News Blast, your Drive Time News Blast, which you can find at the report com every weekday afternoon at four PM or on your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. We will talk to y'all tomorrow.